0: Welcome to another edition of VP Live Talk Radio. Why is my microphone so hot? My microphone's hot for some reason. I don't know. Anyway, welcome to another edition of VP Live Talk Radio. I am here. I have guests this evening. In fact, as a matter of fact, I have two guests this evening. I have one that's on the hold right now. I'm going to bring out in a second. That's Matt from Suck My Mod. I already told everybody about that. And I have somebody else calling it at 7.30 that you're going to be shocked you're all going to be shocked. You're going to say, oh, my God, I can't believe you have him on. Oh, everybody's going to go crazy. You're going to love it. If you've listened to VP Live for years, you're going to be very happy with the 730 call. But uh, before we start all of this, hang on, i got to bring on uh, Matt. Let me bring on Max. I know he's here. Hello, Matt. Can you hear me? I can hear you. How are you?
1: Can you? All right. Good, man. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing very well. You're hanging in there. You're staying healthy so far yeah so far well we and, shall it, see. And, and if people don't know Matt's uh matt's beautiful wife is a nurse so she is unfortunately around all of this nonsense and then she of course has to come home and i'm sure that is really freaking her out as well as matt um it's just terrible and you guys have kids so that, so that makes it even worse i mean it's uh it's crazy but uh god bless vanessa because I couldn't do what she does. That, that's really incredible. What these nurses and all these these uh, medical professionals are doing. Because I'd be heading for the hills, and they stick right in there and they fight it, and it's quite amazing. So uh, I hope all of you stay healthy. Yeah, it's
1: definitely. Uh, I was just gonna say it's uh, it's it's definitely stressful for her. I mean, there's shortages of gear everywhere, even the hospitals here right now. So right, um, you know, because they they run lots of tests. And majority are, are negative, but, like, they have to gear up every time. So they're already experiencing shortages. Right, right.
0: That's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. But hopeful, hopefully things are going to get better. I don't think they can get any worse. But I, but I can't talk about coronavirus stuff right now because that's not why I wanted Matt on. There's many reasons why I wanted Matt on. There's questions I have to ask you, Matt. Matt is pretty active on his Facebook and I don't know if it's your personal Facebook. I think, I think it's your personal Facebook. But you're pretty active. You post a lot of stuff. You have a lot of interesting things that you post. It gets a lot of people discussing things, which is interesting. Uh, so I, there's a few things I want to talk to you about. But the first thing I have to ask you, okay? I have, I'm going to ask everybody this. That comes on the show for the next month now. Because I'm curious as what your opinion is. Well, let me play this first, okay? Let me play this first, and then, and then I'm going to ask you. Listen to this clip, Matt.
2: And then my second question is: There are some, at least one, White House official who used the term "kung flu," referring to the fact that this virus started in China. Is that acceptable? Is it wrong? Are you worried that that having this virus be uh, be talked about as as a Chinese virus that that might I wonder who said that. that that. You know who said that? that, I'm not sure the person's name, but would you condemn the fact?
1: Say the term again.
2: A person at the White House used the term "kung Kung flu." My question is, do you kung think flu. that's
0: wrong? Kung flu. Now, is it racist or insensitive to Asians for people to say kung flu? Your honest opinion? Uh, yes,
1: I think it is.
0: You think it is? Interesting. You know, yeah. I... Uh, what about... If, okay, so now he's also referring to it as Chinese flu. Is that the same thing, kind of, as saying kung flu? Or is it different if he's saying Chinese flu? Because...
1: I, I don't think... I mean, I, I, think, I think you have, like this, this stuff's on a spectrum. Like, I don't think that Chinese virus is as insulting as Kung flu is, but, uh, um, I mean, I think that creates Like, for example, when this all started, you saw business in, in Chinatowns throughout the country go down. And so, I mean, I think like, we need to be careful not to stigmatize, um, you know or or cause other people to be more racist but i mean you know i i i I, these things are graded on a spectrum i wouldn't say calling it the chinese virus is necessarily racist but is it necessary probably not
0: understood okay i just i don't know i i I heard i saw that exchange yesterday on tv and i'm like kung flu I'm not going to lie. The first time I heard it, I laughed. I'm like, That's funny. Kung flu. But yes, I can understand how people are getting getting all upset. But, you know, the thing is, is we have to understand, too, Matt, and I know you know this, that the Chinese there was an article the other day that came out somewhere in China where they're actually blaming us for the coronavirus. What they said in this article was is they said that the Valley. Uh, thing we had last year with all the people getting sick from vaping the THC vapes well that wasn't really from vaping they said that was the coronavirus so we actually had it here and we lied and called it a valley and then they got it over there so we're the ones that brought it <laughs> you saw that right that that's what they're saying so-
1: yeah i mean it, it, it's not all of china saying that it's one of their i think it's like their minister of health or something like yes, that the minister and, of health. Uh, um yeah, and so I mean, obviously they, you know, there, there's going to be a big blame game going on here, but um, you know, there's been a lot of debunking articles since then um, that have that have proven that not to be true.
0: Are 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 you one of those people? Like I've talked to a lot of people. It's interesting to hear everybody's perspectives. I talked to somebody today that I do business with. In his mind, it's the end of the. We're going to have the a deep depression. Unemployment rate is going to be 90%. Um, the economy is going to crash. It's like Armageddon. Like it's the end of the world. Then I have some friends that are like, "This is fucking stupid. Let them get their cold. It's going to go in a few months." And as soon as the media stop, because the media is creating all this hype, that's not helping at all. And as soon as they, you know, calm down, then everybody will calm down. Are you on the spectrum of we're fucked, or are you on the spectrum of we're going to be okay? Just give it a few weeks, or are you like kind of in the middle?
1: I'm kind of in the middle. I mean, I think uh, um, I don't think we're going to, you know, the end of the world where we all of a sudden we have com- complete collapse. But uh, I think that, you know, it's it's pretty serious and can cause a lot of issues over time. And um, obviously, you know, economic issues for one. But then you know the the people downplaying it and then trying to compare it to the flu just really don't understand basic math and haven't researched this this enough. I mean, um, you know the best data that I have seen where the most where was the most complete data as far as fatality rates go are in South Korea and on the uh, what was it the Grand Princess or Diamond Princess cruise ship? Yeah, both of those show that the fatality rate is about. Total, you know, if you if you add up all age groups, the total fatality rate's around 1%. That's right. a lot higher than the flu. And it's about as contagious or more than a lot of flu strains. So it's obviously problematic and, and can uh, cause a lot of, of problems. And obviously, the longer we have different kinds of, of shutdowns and, and fears, the, the longer the economy is going to be... be uh, be suffering but at the same time if you just let it wipe out the population that would have its own not and obviously it wouldn't wipe out the whole population but let's say we just let it run and uh 50 of the the population gets it one percent of that's quite a bit and that would cause its own economic implications so we're kind of fucked regardless of how we deal with this but i mean i'm of the of the idea that we shut it all down completely for a month like wuhan style and just instead of this slow bleed, I, you know, businesses can recover from one month. They can't recover from like this slow bleed that could last, you know, a year or so.
0: I, what well, also depends on the business, you know, uh, for example, we had a restaurant down the street that just opened up last month. Um, they're, they just opened. Now they're being told that they got to stay closed. And for uh, God knows how many months or how many weeks they're fucked. I mean, you know, they, what are they going to do? I mean, they 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 just started. They can't start business and not make money for a month or two. I mean, it's it's very sad. But uh, I don't know. I guess I guess we'll see. But I want to get to other things because I don't want to just get on coronavirus and all this shit. Because I have vaping stuff I want to talk to you about, Matt. There's vaping things that need to be discussed. Here's the first vaping thing I have to discuss. This 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 drives me crazy. So, and I know you see all this shit on Facebook. So I got to get your opinion on this, Matt. So. Um, I don't know, it was maybe a couple weeks ago. I saw this post going around where and I'm sure you saw it too, where someone was asking for a $5 donation um to raise money for the uh um the uh the, the, they're doing the uh the, the protest again in Washington. They're doing the uh, the rally. You know, they did the rally in Washington, you were there. I saw you there. They're going to do another one. So, there was this post going around saying, you know, whoever can just donate five bucks, right? If you can, please donate. That's what it specifically said. Please donate five bucks to the rally. So, Brian Berber, you know who Brian Berber is, Matt? I'm pretty sure you do.
1: Uh, that's the uh, the uh, Candy King. Yes, girl,
0: right? yes. Order of Dripmore, yes. And one of his lines is Candy King. Correct. He saw the post on, and I know this because I, I spoke to him about it. He saw the post on Facebook. You know, just scrolling through, and he said, "Okay, well, you know, I'm gonna donate five bucks." So he gives five bucks, um, and and you know, I was thinking, well, maybe they have some thing going on where if they, you know, so he just was being nice and saw it, whatever. Puts five bucks. Someone the next day, well, not someone, our friend, Mr. Salter, the next day <laughs> goes on and puts up this post completely criticizing him like, oh, yeah, yeah oh, oh, big five bucks. Uh, what a great donation from Dripmore. Well, number one, that wasn't a donation from Dripmore. OK, that was not Dripmore making a donation. That was Brian, just a regular guy on Facebook making a donation. Then everybody's going off about, oh, how much he makes, and if he can drive a Lamborghini, he can't give more money, papa, papa, You know, this is insane. Number one, it's nobody's fucking business what Brian Berber makes. That's nobody's business. That's number one. Number two. You can look at Dripmore all you want and imagine they have billions of dollars. You don't know their situation. Nobody knows their situation. They could be in debt. They could be, you know, their sales went down just like everybody else's. They could be who you don't know what kind of money Dripmore does or does not have. I can tell you that Brian and Dripmore don't announce when they make donations because. There's honestly no need to. I know a lot of companies go out there and boast about when they uh, fucking uh, donate money. He doesn't do things like that. There's no need for him. He doesn't need to do things like that. And then they start going off mad about, oh, you know, well, him and his Candy King and ruining the industry. You fuckers need to wake up because there were labels and brands ruining our industry way before Candy King came along. This shit started back in 2012 with all this bad marketing, bad labeling, childlike flavors, all this shit that they go off about. Candy King didn't start that. And mind you, when the FDA went after them, Matt, what did they do? They changed their labels. They got rid of all the shit the FDA said they couldn't have. They changed their labels. They haven't been bothered ever since. What the fuck does this guy got to do? Number, Why why leave him alone? I mean, it's nobody's business what he fucking does or does not do with his money. And secondly, they... Are we going to sit there and still go off on Candy King ruining the industry? It's so stupid, especially when there's brands out there that are way worse than Candy King. What is this hang-up with these people in Candy King and Brian? I I don't know if you ever spoke to Brian Matt, but he's actually a nice guy. <laughs> he's a real nice guy. I don't understand why is the industry so hung up on punishing Candy King over and over and over again. Maybe you don't know. I mean, I but you see what's going on, and maybe I'm missing something. I don't know, like. Like, does this guy deserve to get flack for the rest of his fucking life? I mean, I, I, I don't get it.
1: Well, I mean, there's there's lots of nice guys. There's nice guys at Jewel that I don't agree with a lot of shit they do, mm-hmm. you know, business-wise. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm on the board of the rally, you know, the UVA. I'm on oh, okay. the board. I, I argue with Salter a lot. I argue with Matthew Salter a lot. I don't agree with him on everything. <laughs> um, you know, We've debated on Facebook a lot. He knows that. Yeah. But it's always like a a good faith argument when when we debate. Yes. Um, You know, I'm not saying that he should have called him out necessarily, but I don't really feel bad. Like I've seen the way, and yes, you're right. They're not the only offender by far, but I saw the way Candy King was marketing over the years. And, uh, um, you know, when people originally pointed out that it wasn't a, you know, it, it wasn't probably the proper way to do it. The guy basically told people to fuck off and didn't give a shit. So, I mean, yes, you're right. It's no, it's no one's business how much anyone makes. But, um, you know, companies like Brian's and uh, and others definitely uh, didn't help the cause, especially when um, pictures of Candy King e-liquid were used in uh, multiple different uh, uh, um you know, board meetings or eh, not board meetings. I'm sorry. Uh, what am I? Ta- what's? Why am I losing my words here? Oh, hearings, committee hearings. Yes. And uh, and other things like that by government. So you know, I don't really fucking feel bad for him. The dude, the dude's got money. I mean, I don't know how much money he has. But we, but He's you don't you got don't a good of money. you
0: don't know that. See, we we assume. Okay. I, I, if he
1: doesn't have a good amount of money, then I feel even less bad for him because he's an idiot with the way he ran it. Okay, business. hang on. I'm going to say. Because I do know ballpark how much numbers he was doing and co- compared to some of the other big boys and their numbers. And all these guys, if they ran their businesses correctly, should be millionaires.
0: Right. Well, okay. So, so. Just in Brian's defense, because number one, I did have him on my show two years ago. And again, I'm not defending Candy King and what they were doing at the time. I never did. I had him on my show two years ago, and I even told him when I had him on my show. I said, I'm not defending what you were doing with your marketing, because I felt it was wrong at the time, too. He didn't tell people to fuck off. Lost Vape are the ones that told people to fuck off. They're the ones that when they went and said, listen, you, can you change your marketing because you're being used in his example, the CEO from Lost Vape told me to go fuck themselves and I ain't changing shit. And he publicly said that. Brian never did that. Brian came on my show. He explained what was going on. He said, I want to do the right thing. He says, you know, I, I understand that, that the marketing wasn't good in the beginning, but you have to understand too, he was doing what others were doing. He just did it the best. That's all. I mean, he was, he was just copying what others were doing. He just did it the best. And and it blew up from there. But he did. But in all fairness, not only this, Matt, he changed. He changed his marketing. He changed his labels. He did whatever the FDA wanted to, him to do. Should we still punish him? I mean, can't we say now at least, hey, thanks for changing, bro? Can't even get that? I mean, do we really gotta like look back on four years? And I don't know. It just seems seems crazy to me. And and hating like that isn't gonna do anything. Because really, if you you should we should be friends with them. If you're making all this money that you're saying they are. Um, then they could actually help with the fight and help uh, do things that you know, other companies probably couldn't do. But one thing real quick, because you were saying that, and I know a lot of people look at what he has, and I'm going to get a little bit personal. I'm going to get very personal right now. When I was young, Matt, we grew up, I had a, we lived in a huge house. My father drove Mercedes Benzes. he drive Rolls Royces sometimes. He wore a $10,000 Rolex watch. If you looked at us from the outside, you would have been like, those fuckers got some money. But the reality was, is we didn't. He would go through money. He would get lump sums of money and blow it to live that lifestyle we were living and then have nothing left. I mean, I remember some weeks him yelling at me, like if I asked for 20 bucks, like get the fuck out of here. And I'm thinking, hey, we're driving a Mercedes Benz, motherfucker. You don't have 20 bucks. But he really didn't. You know, it was some people will go out of their out of their spending realm to project a certain life that they have that they really don't. You see what I'm saying? So just because you see Lamborghinis and big houses doesn't mean that person has money. They probably do. I agree with you, but that always doesn't mean that. You know, some people will... Well,
1: either way, I mean, even if it's just a a show thing, I mean, here's the problem. I mean, you know this. Mm -hmm. For a lot of these business owners, there was a low cost of entry. They got in at the perfect time, and they blew the fuck up, and and they didn't know how to run a business inside of a regulated industry. Right. And uh, when warned, they, you know, they were living their best life and and, and uh, doing kind of the YOLO thing. Yep. And they brought a lot of other people down with them. And so, you know, again, yeah, he's not the only person. He's kind of just a symptom of the, of the, the bigger issue here or whatever. But, uh, you know, I don't really feel sorry for him if he got called out on Facebook. Would I have done it? <laughs> Probably not. There's right. There's bigger fish to fry right now. Right. Like, you know, shit Jules doing in Florida. Yes. Uh, but, uh, um, you know, I don't really, I'm not going to lose any sleep over if his feelings were hurt.
0: And, and just so people understand, cause my listeners count on me for all the Resig information, Matt is referring to in Florida, um, they've passed a. Uh, a they're, they're, I think they already passed the flavor ban. And Juul is advocating for the flavor ban. They, they, they want people to be on board with it. Well, right? the,
1: governor hasn't, the governor hasn't signed it yet. Okay. And so the, the Florida Smoke-Free Association is fighting it and trying to get them not to, not to sign. Jewel is sending out—see, they lumped multiple things into this letter. Or no, I'm sorry, this bill. Yeah. They had a Tobacco 21 and a flavor ban. Jewel is sending out an email to all their customers in Florida saying, tell the governors to support this bill and that you support tobacco 21. What they aren't saying to their customers is that it's also a flavor ban. Right. But the whole reason, obviously, Jewel wants it to be to pass is because they don't want, you know, vape shops and open vapor to be able to sell flavors because it's, uh, you know, that's their competition. And, and Jewel themselves can't sell flavors right now. So, uh, you know, it's just kind of deceitful the way they're going about it.
0: Right, right. And, and I and I just want to add, too, uh, before I finish the uh, Dripmore and Brian Berber discussion, uh, when I had Brian on my show, and I've done literally hundreds. I've been doing this show for 10 years, hundreds and hundreds of shows. I've done tons of them, probably a 1,000 shows at this point. That show was the most listened to show out of any show I've ever done. I couldn't believe it. I've had celebrities on. Nope. That show was the most listened to show. So for all these people that oh fuck uh, Brian, well you certainly wanted to hear him when I had him on my show because you all fucking listened and you were all interested. So anyway, I and I don't have much time with you because I'm just going to say it now. Um, At seven thirty, Russ is calling in, and people haven't heard Russ. And when was the last time you heard Russ, Matt? I mean, forever. It's been years. Um, it's a very exciting thing. I love it. Yeah, Russ. it's been a few years. Yes, and Russ has a lot to say, and I'm, and I'm very happy to hear it. Oh, I want to bring up one thing with you. You know, <laughs> you were you were discussing, I saw, it was a while ago on Facebook, and it was something to the effect of we really need to, like, you know, convince the Democrats to get on board with this, and, you know, we, we just can't say screw them, and we, we really need to do our best to try to get them on board, and, and you know, this whole thing. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I mean, this is just reality, Matt. Without Trump, we're fucked. Good luck trying to convince a Democrat. You think Blumenthal's going to... I sat down with Blumenthal 10 years ago. And 10 years ago, he's like, nope. No, okay, and... that's not <laughs>
1: what I said. First off, that's not what I said. Okay. Let, me, let me clarify what I said. Okay, clarify what you said, please. I said... Not all Democrats are one, just like not all Republicans are one. Okay. Now, I said that we there's... A, We need to go at, we need to form the type of coalition that cannabis has formed, where they have progressive Democrats on one side. So, you know, your Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez types on one side. And then on the other side, they have the uh, more uh, libertarian Republican types that that, uh, are are for it, too. They've done a really good job of putting that coalition together. Now, we haven't really tried very hard with those types of Democrats as far as using the proper arguments, making it a social justice issue, talking about the war on drugs, talking about prohibition, so on and so forth. And, you know, we've had a little more luck lately with some of them behind the scenes because we've started getting some of these harm reduction groups on board and people like Ethan Nadelman, who started Drug Policy Alliance. And so there's an opening there. Now, is it going to happen in the next couple of months? Probably not. But long term is what I'm saying. Trump's not going to be there forever. Even if he wins another term, he's not. You know, he's got four years. Yes, right. Exactly. We have to long term. Okay. We have to long term attempt to form some kind of coalition that is not only on on one side of the S.
0: Okay. So is, so is it fair for me to say, and correct me if I'm wrong. Is it fair for me to say that right now? You realize that if we get Trump, if we don't get Trump as a president, we're fucked. If we get Biden, we're screwed. It's, it's, it's Trump and Biden, and Biden, we're fucked. But what you're saying is, is if it is, we need Trump and we've got four more years, but then we really need to get Democrats on our side, and we need to use those four years to do to get as many as we can to understand what we're doing and get them on our side. Is that is that what you're saying then, like?
1: I'm saying that we can't make it be such a partisan political issue. And we kind of were forced to, you know, more and more so because Republicans have been more favorable to our cause. And then with this whole flavor ban nonsense that, that Trump originally was going to do, we had to really work him hard. And then when he backed off, obviously that made Democrats, hate vaping even more because, you know, uh, Trump's going easy on, on, on these horrible vaping companies. But I'm just saying we can't give up on, Some of those people on the left, it's right up their alley when it comes to what they're supposed to be about. They're blinded by the big tobacco and the corporation side of it. But I've talked to multiple uh, 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 politicians and then their staff members before. When you use the proper arguments, which most people don't, let's just be honest. Most people are fucking idiots when it comes to debating this stuff. And they always bring up libertarian arguments which don't work with Democrats. You can't go to a, to a AOC's office and say, "What about my freedom and what about my business?" You to you that might be a perfectly valid argument, but that's not what's going to pull at the heartstrings of hurt. If you talk about how it's going to disproportionately affect poor people and minorities, you'll see minorities maybe you know maybe getting arrested if they're selling this shit on the streets, like we saw with Eric Garner in uh, in New York. Yeah. So if you bring stuff like that up, if you bring up uh, um, you know, war on drugs And how it's just going to cause More people to potentially get put in prison And uh, prohibition never works If you speak their language Their ears perk up And it becomes sexy But the problem is Is that they have a really hard time Taking, you know, like Separating the business side of it And like, oh, these big evil corporations That are trying to uh, Addict our youth Just like big tobacco used to do and and the actual harm reduction, um, you know, anti-war and drug side of it. And so you have to try to separate that for them. Unfortunately we don't have a we have some, don't get me wrong, but we don't have a lot of people in this community that are good at, at making those arguments. Yeah, yeah. And so you're right. um, you know, we lose.
0: But, but 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 my concern is that there is a party line already drawn. I don't know why Republicans chose to favor us and Democrats didn't, but for some reason it worked out that way and it, you know, and we didn't do it. It just happened. I guess they did it. So,
1: well, I mean, uh, let's just be on, let's be honest here. There's, there's money there and, uh, you know, big tobacco took over a, 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 you know, a big part of the market share when it came to vaping Yeah, and, um, And so there's definitely part of it there. All these people that are advocating for us from different groups and stuff aren't just doing it out of the kindness of their own hearts. Obviously, there's there's money involved. And so, uh, you know, and then and then, yes, like the 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 business side of it. But at the same time, you know, you know, Republicans aren't consistent either because they will be anti marijuana legalization. But some of them are but then, you know, not wanting to ban vapor or whatever, Um, you know, so you you just, you have to, to, I talk to Republican uh, um, uh, politicians, like, you know, Montana politicians and stuff. And I speak their language on that. Like I'll bring up harm reduction and, 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 you know, that it's, that it's obviously a lot safer and it helps people quit smoking, but I'll really pound out the small business side of it. And, uh, you know, the job side of it. And that's what makes their ears perk up. Right. So, you know, like we 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 didn't really go at this from the right way in the beginning. And just naturally, the Republicans kind of took our side before the Democrats did. And unfortunately, then it becomes this partisan issue. and, And that's not what you want. Now, if you talk to cannabis advocates and activists, they knew that. And so they have no they'll be working with you know Rand Paul or or uh, you know Grover Norquist types of folks one week and then be working with Bernie Sanders types the next week yeah. and they're they've done a really good job and they're continuing to do it at making this not a partisan issue because if you make it a partisan issue then you live and die by by who's the president and who uh, has the majority in Congress right. Uh, and I, I'm sure Russ will come on here after this and say it's all a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> no. I know more than he does. I, honestly <laughs> honestly
0: Russ doesn't really care about vaping at all. I, I, I really don't. I have I have another question for you. You still do oh, well first thing before I bring up that real quick. Your juice line, you have a juice line with Dimitri and Phil, right? It's is it just in Canada? Yep. Or is it here too?
1: For right now it's in Canada. So it's just in, you can buy it online from Dash Vapes. Okay, um, so, so people friend, here can buy it online.
0: Or, or oh, oh, so they could buy it, and then Dash Vapes, because they're in Canada, they would ship it here. So it can't be shipped here. Someone can buy it here. And, and essentially, I'm just getting it's a higher milligram e-liquid, right? It's unsalted. So it's not a salt, Nick. You're just using, what, It's what is it, like a 12? Or is it just a higher milligram e-liquid?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it goes all—you can actually order it all the way up to 20 milligrams.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, no kidding. So it uh, goes from— what, 10 to 20? You can get different strengths then. Well,
1: like Dash Vapes will do, I mean, we when we came out with it, we wanted to do kind of like what, what you've done with yours, you know, like a uh, a thinner liquid, so get away from this, because you do 50-50 as well, right? No, I do 70-30. Are yours 50? Oh, I thought, your, I thought yours were 50-50. Um, so, you know, we wanted something that worked well in pods and right. MTL tanks and stuff. And so all the testing was done with that stuff. So as far as strength of flavor, sweetener, um, it was done. You know, for it was it was kind of all made for mouth-to-lung uh, uh, products. Right. And the uh, PG VG is you know thinner than a lot of the other liquids. <clears throat>
0: right. And you have you 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 just doing the three flavors? You're gonna do more? Is that it?
1: We'll see. I mean, you know, things are so uncertain right now. Like, I know. Who knows what's going to happen. I know.
0: Things are very uncertain. I have one more question before you go, Matt. You still doing your show? You do your show, right? Like, Or it's like a you do your YouTube uh, uh, thing, I think, on Mondays or Tuesdays or something?
1: I was doing it really – I was being pretty consistent last year, and this year, like, I've been slacking. I got burnt out, man, like, after after all that flavor band stuff and everything, like – it was hard to be motivated this year, and then obviously, like right, in, you know, towards the end of January, end of February, it's like, oh, here comes coronavirus, which slowed China down a lot, and uh, um, you know, it's still slow. Oh, and and I can't. And t- so it's just like I got a little.
0: I'm sorry, I was going to ask you like a quick because really be-
1: good at something at staying on a schedule, and then and then you drop off, and it's hard to get back to it.
0: Right, and I was uh, now that you bring that up, reviews, right? They're slow. I mean, listen, everybody knows I I deal with Zofia. I help with Zofia's stuff. It's slow. Like, there's nothing. Like, like China, it's pretty much, ever since they came back from holiday, it's like nothing. Right? I mean, it's nothing. Yeah, the
1: issue (laughs) is is they don't have, they don't, you know, a lot of the management and stuff is back, but their labor force isn't completely back. Right. They're starting to let, they're starting to trickle in now, but. They went on Chinese New Year holiday, and their labor force pretty much dispersed around the country to go back home from where they were. A lot of their labor force is from Hubei province. And so, uh, you know, um, they haven't been able to get all the manufacturing, all the workers going yet. It's starting to pick up a little bit more now. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely... It's definitely been slow going. Because
0: I had Grim Green on last week, and he said the same thing. He says you're right. It's it's like they disappeared after after Chinese New Year. They were just gone. I mean, it's uh, it's crazy. But uh, yeah, and and also I've had a couple of them tell me you know they're really concentrating on getting product out now because they're behind. You know, no offense. They they need to catch up and get product out. They're not concerned about reviews right now. They're concerned about getting stuff out. And. Uh, that's understandable as well because you know, for how many weeks they were gone. Um, it's crazy. But, uh, are you going to do, are you going to yeah, do? I
1: mean, there's still some, some stuff's way behind. I mean, I've heard like horizon tech coils might not be shipping again till like May or June. Like there's, right. just, you know there's, there's now they're all kind of fighting for the uh, manufacturing space, you know, as far because a lot of them use the same manufacturer. Right. And so um, and so, uh, you know, there's an issue there. They 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 had plans to release a lot of stuff once they got back. But, now you know, they're they haven't been able to do it yet.
0: Right. Right. Are you are you going to do your uh, YouTube thing again?
1: Your the show? Your show. Yeah. Yeah, I need to start doing it again and get get motivated with uh with doing the live shows again. Why have
0: you never asked me to be on your show?
1: <laughs> you were probably coming up. I was going. I have like <laughs> probably ten, I have like 10 to 20 people that I like last year I probably had like a total of maybe maybe 11 or 12 guests, but I, I did a lot of a lot of them on my own too, just like Q&As and stuff. Right. Um once the flavor band stuff hit, it was like everything was focused on that.
0: Right. Because I'll tell you, I think I'd be a good guest. I know Matt's not very fond of me personally, but I still think I would be a, a good guest. I've been around a long time. I, I don't
1: know why you always <laughs> say that. Why do you think I'm not fond of you?
0: What, okay, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. I'll give you one reason right now, and then I won't go on, but I'll give you one reason. Uh, for the past couple months, you have not responded to any of my texts or calls at all. So I'm just assuming, you know, when you don't respond, when someone doesn't respond to your text or calls, you kind of assume that they're not really fond of you or they don't want to talk to you. So, you know, I stopped. I'm not going to bug you. I mean, I'm not getting a response. Um, I
1: looked, when I texted you today about the show, I saw that I missed two of them. You got to understand, man, like I do, I do that with a lot of people. I, sometimes I'm Sometimes sure. I'm just like overwhelmed, which with like... I go into modes where, like, I'm I'm just not, uh, I'm not social.
0: But, and honestly, I really don't care if you don't like me or not, because I like you. And I like having you on, because... I don't have,
1: <laughs> I like you, I like you, and I don't have any problem with you. And, if I had a problem with you, I would literally tell you I have a problem with okay,
0: you. Okay, that, that, I, I'm happy. And you know what, I, that's the thing, too. Because what's weird to me is, like, when I Now, had... now,
1: your next guest, your next guest... I'm not fond of. That. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. But like, whenever I have you on my show, I mean, I
1: figure we're we're in this we're in this like corona, you know, time. Yeah, we might as well start being honest with each other. Like today, I called out Jewel on Twitter. Right. Um. You know, like Russ says a lot of really stupid shit. <laughs> so I might as well just I might as well just let it all hang <laughs> out. You
0: might as well. But but you know, I and and I you're always when you come on whenever I've had you on through the years. You're always one that's very honest. If you don't agree with something, you'll say, nope, I don't agree with that. And you're very upfront about how you feel. You don't hide it. So I would always wonder, like, well, I think he would just tell me. I mean, he seems like one of those guys where he's upfront and honest that if someone was mad, he'd say, like, hey, I don't fucking like you. Or, you know, you, you wouldn't hide it. So that's why it was always weird to me because you are very upfront about shit, but I'm like, I don't know. But, okay, that's fine. Listen. I love you, Matt. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, I'm always. Good. I,
1: I swear to God, I, I prom. I promise you, I've never been mad at you. I, I like debating. Like when we are, yes. argue or something, I like debating. Oh, I do too. I'm just not always good with with. I'm just not always good with phone stuff. And then and then it gets a lot. You know, I'm like, oh, I'll text. I'll text him back uh, later. And then I fucking forget, and my my. I already have another ten texts on top of that. And so uh, it's you're not the only one that's complained to me about
3: that.
0: Right. Oh no! Listen, it's okay. I, I I do the same thing, so it's not a big deal. Um, I'll try to do better. But. Yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> you don't have to. I just like talking to you. Sometimes, I mean, there's stuff. I'm not gonna say it on the air, but there's stuff that we talk about regarding stuff, and it's interesting to get your perspective on it. And I know you like getting my perspective on it, because you know, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's. I think it's good that we talk every once in a while. We we learn different things. And uh, before, oh, before you go, YouTube channel. I want to talk about real quick your YouTube channel, your review channel. Are you going to start like Zophie's doing it? She's mixing in other reviews and shit like of other stuff. Are you going to start doing the same thing? You're going to leave it the way it is. I mean, what do you, are, are you, are you just, what are you doing with it? Cause everybody, every reviewer has different things they're doing.
1: I, uh, am, I don't have plans to do any kind of other YouTube content besides vaping right now.
0: Okay. Fair enough.
1: Um, it's just, it you know I'm not saying I never will, but uh, it, the idea of it is overwhelming to me, and uh, and uh, uh, I, I'm not sure what I would you know what I'm really passionate about enough to like do like I love tech, I like politics, I like you know the different thing you know different things, but I I don't know if I really want to like make videos on 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 any of those. Maybe right. I will at some point, but. I mean, it's been a really fucking stressful, like, last six, seven months and stuff. And, like, so I've, I'm kind of still stuck in that orbit, you know, right. and the, and uh, the, what's going on with vaping. And so just even thinking about, like, making reviews for some other random gadget, you know, that like, I don't know, it, just doesn't, it doesn't appeal to me right now. And
0: you know what? You're still here. You haven't abandoned it. You said, I'm still here and I'm sticking around, even though this vaping industry is kicking my fucking ass. I'm still here, so that's good. We appreciate you for that, Matt. <laughs> we like, we like what people. I try, st- man. Yes, I
1: try. Uh, I've been on the board of CASA for about four months. Yeah. Now, as well, so I've been busy with you know I, the advocacy side of things, and you know the overarching issue of drug policy and uh, and stuff like that because it's it you know one one thing and I won't I won't let this go too long. One thing I think we made a mistake on was trying too hard to always segregate ourselves from other drug policy and other harm reduction issues. Yeah. You know, but, but like, you know, we used to always be like, oh, we don't want to be affiliated with anything that's marijuana related or whatever. Um, You know, I got, I get the point, but at the same time, like, we should have been embracing, you know, some of these other drug policy groups right. and harm reduction groups years ago yep. and kind of gotten under their umbrella. And I think we would have done a better job at, uh, at fighting this issue.
0: Right. Oh, I agree. I agree. Well, thank you, Matt. I really appreciate you calling and I know you're busy. Uh, tell your wife I said hello and I hope she stays healthy and I hope uh, you guys survive coronavirus 2020. But I think you will. I think you'll be just fine.
1: I hope you do as well, buddy.
0: All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Matt.
1: All right. Thanks, man. All right. Bye-bye.
0: All right. Beautiful. I'm bringing on Russ. Let me just get this ready. I'm going to put on my coronavirus intro, and I'm going to bring on Russ. Hang on one second. If I get corona, I get corona. At the end of the day, I'm not going to let it stop me. Oh, by the way, these are a bunch of kids that they interviewed at Spring Break in uh, Miami a couple weeks ago. Or I think last week they did this.
3: From partying, you know, I've been waiting. We've been waiting for Miami Spring Break for a while. About two months we've had this trip plan. Two, three months. so We're just not having a good time. Whatever happens, happens. Like, it's really messing up with my Spring Break. What is there to do here other than go to the bars or the beach and they're closing all of it? It's really messing up. I think they're blowing it way out of proportion. I think it's doing way too much. Doing us bad. We need a refund. This virus ain't that serious. It's serious. It's more serious things out there like hunger and poverty, and we need to address yes, that. Yeah, I mean, we planned this a long time ago and it was kind of up in the air if we still go, but, like, we're here. I just turned 21 this year, so I'm here to party, so it's kind of disappointing. But we're just making the most of it. We met these other people in our little Airbnb spot, so we're just hanging out with them and trying to get drunk before everything closes. <laughs> I mean, it sucks, but... We're gonna make the best of it. We're enjoying, it. Our we're enjoying
2: ourselves. Now. It sucks. And I'm from New Orleans, so this really sucks. However, we're gonna enjoy ourselves. We having day parties all day. It's my birthday, St. Patrick's Day.
0: Turn up. We're just trying to roll with the boy. We're just living for the moment. We're just going for, we're just gonna do what happens when it happens. When stuff closes, we're gonna do it when it closes. But, uh, uh, besides that, we're just trying to have the best chip we can.
3: Coronavirus, we ain't finna do shit with this coronavirus. I ain't finna take a trip with this coronavirus. Move, bitch, you got coronavirus. Ooh, shit, you got coronavirus. We ain't finna do shit with this coronavirus. I ain't finna take a trip with this coronavirus. I'ma chill at the crib cause I'm safe here. I ain't even about to drink me a Corona beer I'm about to stay at the crib for about a year And I ain't coming back out until this shit clear I done bought me a mask and a lot of gloves And I still feel like that is not enough I ain't shaking no hands, I don't want to hug Make sure you wash your hands with a lot of love So if you got that CV, they gon' find you If you coughing, I ain't trying to be around you I ain't even trying to stand beside or behind you I'm going to try to help them motherfuckers find you. I ain't even about to hop on no plane. I ain't even about to stand in the rain. I ain't getting on no train. I ain't even about to drive in my lane. I'm about to stay in the house and play the game. Bitch, ooh, bitch. You got coronavirus. Ooh, shit. You got coronavirus.
0: Okay. Let's bring Russ on. Hang on. This
3: I ain't take the Shut this this off.
0: There we go. Hello, Russ. Are you there? Hey now. Hey, how are you? Doing great. It's so it's so lovely to hear you.
4: <laughs> it's it's lovely to be here. I got I uh, you, your microphone sounds good. You've learned something in the past couple of years. It's amazing.
0: Yes, yes, I have. I've learned something. I've gained confidence. I've well, there's other things out now too that make things sound better. So uh, yeah, no, I've 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 gotten this down. I think. I think after ten years, I finally figured it out. But I get emails all the the most emails I get. Uh, Regarding you, are do you still talk to Russ? Are you still friends with Russ? Is Russ okay? Um, People who really followed you know that because they still follow you on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. But uh, that's the most I get. If 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 we're still friends and we still talk, and I say yes, I mean you know I we talk from time to time, and you're busy and I'm busy, and you know it is what it is. But of course, I mean just because you're not involved with vaping anymore, doesn't mean I'm not going to be your friend. I mean. You're a lifelong friend now. I mean, vaping or not, he was at my wedding for Christ's sakes. So it's crazy. Uh, oh, yeah. I d-
4: oh no. There's, there, I, I, there's no 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 problems with with you and me. You're, you're, we're good.
0: No, absolutely not. So I have to ask you, Rusk, because uh, I'm asking everybody: is referring to go is referring to COVID-19 as kung flu racist or insensitive to Asians?
4: No, but it's. <laughs> Maybe a little bit more complicated than that. Uh-huh. Um, it is it is morally right uh, to call it that.
0: To call it uh, the kung all, flu, it's, it's morally bad. right. How is that?
4: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just talking. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just talking about. Uh, I should have clarified. Calling it Chinese virus or Chinese virus. Okay. Ch- yes. Fine. Okay. Right. Uh, so, right. Uh, Kung 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 flu. I I don't know that there's anyone in the government actually calling it kung flu. That that would be inappropriate. Oh, you didn't hear sure
0: that. that. Well, well, here. Listen, now, to, listen to this. Hang and on.
2: The, my second question is: there are some, at least one, White House official who used the term kung flu, referring to the fact that this virus started in China. Is that acceptable? Is it wrong? Are you worried that that having this virus be uh, be talked about as as a Chinese virus, then that might I wonder who said that. that. You know who said that? that, I'm not sure the person's name, but would you condemn the fact that
1: Say the term again.
2: A person at the White House used the term tongue Flu. My question is, do you think that's wrong?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. But according to that woman, someone in the White House said it. I don't know if it's true or not.
4: Yeah, uh, I mean, that's, you know, (laughs) that's worthless. That's, (laughs) That's the oldest trick in the book. According to reports, someone said... No, right. Say the name. And then you get that person on and then you get them to answer for it. you. You can't just throw out these nebulas. Now, I'm not saying it did or it didn't happen. I have no idea. Right. But when somebody says somebody said, no, that's bullshit. You say that you say the name. Right. Or or if you don't, then you, then you don't have it. You right. know? so you gotcha. know, if, if, if someone did say that, I would say that's wrong. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, but it's not useful now, you know. So the the question is, you know, should you call it the Chinese virus or the coronavirus or or whatever? At this time, um, I think it would be better. It might be better to not say that. I'm not I don't feel strongly about that. Uh, Let's keep in mind the Chinese government has people in the Chinese Communist Party, people who are, you know, officially in the Chinese government actively. Uh, And even on Twitter, I mean, the tweets are still up uh, saying that this is is or possibly is a result of the U.S. Army. Right. And so that's the that's that's being said explicitly that those tweets are still up Uh, implicitly what they're doing, because, you know, you kind of you can't kind of you can't try to convince any Americans of that. Nobody is going to believe you, but it'll work on their own people to a certain extent it'll work on other people in that region in asia in asia and perhaps even in europe and they do it in a softer way uh and you know part of that is you know calling you know saying that calling it the chinese virus is is racist i don't really care that much either way at this point it is better to you know we we need to be together on this as a world and i think generally we are but that being said one day this will pass uh things will go back to normal or you know things will be approaching normal this will pass and when that does happen when this pass when when this passes china has to pay for this and By that, I mean they need to be severely punished because I'm not blaming them for the – well, actually, I am. Part of it, you could say, oh, well, you know, it's not their fault that this virus came out and went out, which actually isn't true. I'll get back to that in a second. Mm -hmm. But let's just go with that. Let's play devil's advocate and say – okay, well, you know, a virus broke out. They didn't do anything wrong by that. And, and by the way, none of this is regarding the Chinese people right. who are victims of their government. I'm, I'm talking about the Chinese Communist Party. Yes, correct. Which is the Chinese government. Right. So th- what the Chinese Communist Party did was they actively lied about this for as long as they possibly could, including telling the World Health Organization in uh, I don't have the date exactly, but everyone should look up uh, the Times of London did a great investigative piece of journalism about Chinese scientists destroying the proof of the virus. They they destroyed proof of the virus in December, but that's just the start of it. The, the, this is one of those cases where the story is actually much worse than the headline. Right. Not only did they do that, they told the WHO, the World Health Organization, in January that there was no risk of this disease spreading from human to human contact when they knew, when they had data, they knew that it in fact did spread through human to human contact and spread quickly through human to human contact. They told the WHO, the WHO then made an announcement to the world that said, this doesn't spread through human to human contact because they believe China. Now, shame on the WHO for believing China. But on the other hand, it's like, well, you know, this is like importantly, uh, how could they lie about that? Well, right. they'll lie about anything. They did they did that. And also, now go back to the point, well, it's not really China's fault that this virus came out of nowhere. No, it is their fault. Because this is, sure, this is a new virus. But this isn't the first time that we've had a world epidemic. And we don't know if this one is how much worse or how much better it is. That's going to take time. But there is no question there have been uh, at least a, uh, close to a half a dozen different viruses over the years, over the decades, that have come out of China. And I think almost all of them, uh, it's been figured out at this point, or back then, that this came from their wet markets. It's very common in China. The wet market is where you can buy bats and rats and dogs right. and all other kinds of vermin that are popular to be eaten. You just kind of have to ask... at. Like, after a half a dozen viruses, some of them, it's unbelievably devastating, and this one looks pretty freaking bad, too. When is the Chinese government just going to do the bare minimum, which would be shut down the wet market? Yeah. Is that too much to ask? You, you, you have released a plague on the world over and over and over again, and it's coming from the... This absolutely disgusting and filthy practice that they have of eating these vermin, shut it down. I mean, that's something that should have been done decades ago. Well, then
0: why are they not shutting it down? Why Why do they want, they obviously want to keep them going. Why?
4: I I cannot fathom the answer to that question. I I, I don't know. Now, I, I know they don't really care when a virus breaks out. You know in other countries unless mm. it directly harms them this right. time it's directly it has you know it's, it's harmed them and harmed others for sure right but i don't think they care a lot and and i don't think anyone else has really put any significant pressure on them to shut down the wet markets um i, I mean listen the, having a, a an authoritarian chinese dictatorship is bad but the one time it's good is that you can crush stuff like this relatively easily they have not, they have ignored these markets. And now yet again, it's at this time, you know, it's crashed our economy and half the economy, most of the economies around, around the world. Yeah, that would just be a start. But listen, I, I understand now is not the time to talk about retribution and punishment because they can and do seem to actually be helping at this point. Um, but like I said, when this passes um, and I, I'm a little bit short on ideas on what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but they must be punished. They must pay for what they have done. Um, and we have to make sure that whatever, whatever need, whatever, whatever we can do to prevent this from happening again. And if that means just, and I, this is easier said than done, but if the world can just kind of come together and just say the cheap labor helps us. The cheap goods help us. We see all that, but w- all of that benefit was just flushed down the toilet in a matter of a week or two. Yeah, like it's 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 it, 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 all those all those positive things about having you know China is a manufacturing giant. Those are all gone. All those benefits are gone now, because now what we're going to head into is probably some sort of global depression or recession. It's going to be bad. It's going to be really what, really. Tough. Well
0: that's what I want to ask you. Uh, they
4: have they well, I, have to pay for this. Right. They have to be punished. They have to be punished severely. They have to be shamed.
0: Right. Now now drastic
4: action needs to be taken with this country in a severe fashion. Again, not right now, but they have to pay for what they've done.
0: Right. Uh 347-202-1162 if you want to call in. And I want to ask you that. So cuz I asked Matt that too before I had Matt on. Um, So from a scale of number 10, where the world's coming to an end, the economy's going to crash, everybody's going to be jobless, there's going to be no food, it could be total anarchy possibly, uh, just a nightmare, to number one, which is, ah, we'll be through this in maybe two to four weeks, and things will be rough, but they'll they'll, they'll get better. Where are you personally standing, Russ? Are you standing on a 10, are you standing on a one, or are you kind of in the middle?
4: Uh, None of the above, because I don't have the sufficient scientific knowledge to analyze this. And even if I, let me put it to you this way. If you turn on the television or open a newspaper, you will hear uh, scientists, you know, with, you know, top of the line, uh, Ivy League educations, decades of experience in the subject. So you're talking about men and women who have the best possible education and tons of experience, tons of research. Um, ask uh, not that exact question, but a question similar to that that you know people want to know, what, what the hell's going to happen? So everyone's being asked that, who is in a position who can supposedly answer it. And you will see, wide, wildly different projections from people who appear to have the same, you know the same credentials and the same experience. obviously not identical, but have a lot of credentials, a lot of experience, have done a lot of research over decades coming up with different projections. So if the top scientists, if the top physicians are disagreeing by a large degree mm-hmm. on the answer to that question, um, and I'm not suggesting it's not proper to ask them, it is, but it is not proper to ask a layperson. person. If, if you're just asking like a, a regular person, you know, what do you think this is, how, how do you think this is going to shake out? If they're willing to give you an answer, that person has no credibility at all. Because, <laughs> you know, unless, 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 you, unless you have Jeez. that background and mm-hmm. that knowledge, yeah, then I'd say at that point, yeah, it's worth hearing what that person has to say. But just to ask someone who doesn't have any experience in the field, you shouldn't be giving an answer to that. You can't possibly know if the top experts are disagreeing what is what is that? What is a regular person's experience? Yeah. No, uh, no, or, I, just, I just say I, I mean, and, I, that's, and, that's a, and that's and that's and that's and my my opinion is worthless on that. I don't have the experience to to, to know that. Oh, well, I
0: don't either. And I and I and I if I'm asked that, I can't answer it because I have no idea. I'm praying to fucking God. It's not going to uh, go on and destroy my business and God and what they're uh, the media is saying. But I don't believe anything the media says anyway. But I, I yeah, I mean, I, I really don't know. I really don't know. And all of this coronavirus stuff is just taking away from this wonderful presidential uh, uh, election that's going on. Did you watch Biden and uh, Bernie Sanders debate the other night, Russ? Did you (laughs) did you see that? (laughs) It was you did see it. Um, So it was one that they, they had no audience now. I was talking to people about this the other day, and I had some friends like, oh, I don't want to see how fuck that. I said, you are missing gold not watching this. Um, the way they were going after each other was really unbelievable. Joe Biden's going to get the, the nomination. I mean, it is what it is. It's done. And I believe Bernie's already discussing dropping out anyway. But if you missed the debates... Uh, the, the last debate and whatever future debate they may hopefully have again. And I can't wait for D- uh, Donald Trump to debate uh, Joe Biden because he's just going to stomp all over Joe Biden. That's just going to be a joke. But uh, Biden and uh, Bernie were debating the other night and it was they were like bickering. Like, OK, so first they started going off about super PACs. Here's Bernie and Biden and Biden talking about super PACs.
4: Why don't you get rid of the super PAC that you have right now? which is running very ugly, negative ads about me, by the way. <laughs> don't laugh, Joe. That's just the truth. <laughs> and they got two other super PACs running ads against us.
3: Why don't you just say, right now, go on television and say, hey, you know what? I think in the past, Joe, if I'm not mistaken, you condemned super PACs. Is that correct? You get rid of the nine super PACs you have? I don't have nine super I don't have you any have super nine. You
0: want me to list them? No, yeah, you
3: go ahead and list them. come on. Give me a break. Come no, on. I won't, okay. won't give you a break on this one, Joe. You condemned super PACs. You got a super PAC. It's running negative
0: i mean is that not gold
4: (laughs) i mean they did this
0: for like an hour they bickered um it's just crazy and and the thing okay number one russ you have to agree bernie's a socialist america's not ready for a socialist correct they're just not ready for a socialist it's not going to happen i don't care how many college kids like bernie not going to fucking happen we're not ready for a socialist why does bernie keep on going
4: Uh, i mean it's 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 not an opinion i mean You can see he's been absolutely decimated. Uh, You know, after 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 the moderate the the quote unquote moderate lane was unclogged and everyone kind of dropped out. I mean, it was it was clear as a bell. Yeah, no, not many people are interested in his policies. The ones that, however, the ones that are interested are really interested in it. So you know that that'll be interesting to see whether or not those people come along i mean there will be there will come a day if it i i haven't turned on the news at all today i'm i'm kind of trying to limit my exposure to news because it's um because they're full of brain. shit because um, <laughs> they're
0: full of shit i mean not just bad for your they are full of shit i can't watch the news anymore they're just so full of shit russ i can't I, I can't even watch it as a joke anymore. I mean, it's just absolutely fucking ridiculous. Speaking of the news, in fact, if you turn on the news today, th- this is what you missed. This was on MSNBC. This is some guy getting up and leaving during the middle of an interview because he got all pissed off. Believe
3: it or not, we have masks. We have a lot of these things. Guess where they are?
4: They're sitting in the supply chain. People are profiteering off of them or they're going to places where people are hoarding them. Now, that happens in a crisis. It's only because it's only by someone looking through the entire system. And seeing where those needs are, that you can say, stop hoarding them all in Texas. We need them in New York right now while we build manufacturing capability and put them in Texas. So what your other guest is suggesting here is not helpful. We need a great partnership between the federal and state government. people.
1: Uh, Craig, you want to sit down and respond to this? <laughs> I guess Craig has left um did you Andy. hear him
0: he said this is total bullshit you just got up and walked off right on live tv
4: yeah so so i'd like i'd like to talk about this a little bit yes um, I, I again like i said to you before
5: uh-huh.
4: i have no background at all in terms of you know the science that's required to make an accurate prediction on what's going to happen with this it's not something i'm familiar with at all yeah. i am very familiar with psychology i studied it as an undergrad i studied it as a graduate student and in the past five years i've kind of been uh completely immersed in, in psychology uh, again for various reasons mm-hmm. uh i'm not i'm not saying i'm i'm the world's top expert on the subject but i am i definitely reverse you're well versed you're in psychology, yes and i'm not I'm not, I'm, I'm not a lay person. I, I, right. I I've studied this extensively and exp- expensively and expensively. <laughs> yes. Um, so that is my two major concerns. Again, I can't tell you what's going to happen with the virus itself and you know, what kind of toll that's going to take in terms of sickness and death. I can tell you a little bit about what the fallout is going to be from a psychological perspective. It, it's going to be bad. Um, so let's just pretend. And again, this is not my prediction.
5: Yeah.
4: I'm, I cannot make a prediction on, on sickness, but let's just say it. it's on the low end of what the experts are predicting. Right. Right. Let's say it's, it's bad, but not that bad. Right. The psychological ramifications are going to last for a long, long time. Um, first of all, just from a, a safety, a, a safety perspective, Put yourself, try to put yourself in the mind of a terrorist, right? Someone who's the kind of person who would blow up the Twin Towers, for example. And we know those people exist. Now, how have they been doing lately? Not very well, at least not with America, the people they hate the most. They haven't really had anything even remotely close to a a 9-11 type event. There have been little things here and there, and I don't want to minimize the deaths that have happened in those things, but they are relatively small compared to what they really want to do. We know what they want to do. They've already done it. Right. So things are pretty bad these days for the terrorists. They're not getting their they're not getting the job done as far as they see what the job is. They're watching this. And what they're saying now is, "Oh my god. Why are we trying so hard to get into this country which is hard to do and then blow up buildings and 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 stuff like that 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 stuff's really hard it it takes like a lot of stuff why don't we just do this i mean this has taught us we can crash their economy which causes death we can crash their entire economy just as long as we put something together that looks credible because right now like like i said i can't predict what's going to happen but in terms of like the death count that's happened right now is relatively low for now let's hope it stays that way right but that said not, there's not a lot in t- relatively speaking i feel horrible for the families that have lost people and who and people who are sick but the total number is relatively low right now but look what it's done yeah. it's completely crashed our economy uh, so imagine imagine having that information now the, the future of terrorism is not, you know, bombs, it's this, and it doesn't even have to work that well. That's what we've learned. We've, they have, well, that's what they've learned. They've learned that they can send an entire nation and perhaps the entire world into a panic with something that may or may not even be what people are afraid of. You know, they just, ha- it just has to look credible. And the, and, you know, I, I think the reason why we've been through many of these Chinese viruses in the past before Um, SARS and MERS and so many others. Yeah, right. Nothing like this has happened. It's never crashed our economy. And, and all of those, all of those viruses have much higher death counts uh, than this does, at least, you know, but even even as the death count rose, and it was really bad, and you know, all this stuff, this never happened before. Why is this happening?
0: Because of the media and coverage. Again, I, the
4: media coverage. It's partially the media. It's partially the media coverage. Yes, um, and I blame them for sure. But they are not really alone in the blame. It's the the world has changed a lot in the past five years. People are on edge generally, and yeah, that the media has a lot to do with it. And now you have the situation where. There's very little information about what's actually going on and even less information because, you know, we don't, we don't know how this is going to shake out. We don't, we don't know for sure. According to the top experts disagreeing with each other, we don't really know where this is heading exactly. You know, we have a general idea, but we don't really know. So when you have a situation like that, where nobody really knows, even the top experts disagree with each other, the media has to run something. So what are they going to choose? Now they are no better than at picking what's going to happen or, or or any of these or any of these predict, predictive uh, these these predictions that they're not any better at it than you or I but they got to run something so what are they going to the the choose, the choose the worst case
0: scenario the worst case scenario they're going to
4: they're going to choose the worst exactly they're going to choose the worst of the worst because that is what's going to get clicks yes. that's what's going to get people to tune in and they keep doing it and this is not like a critique of the left-wing media you know fox news is just as bad as as anyone else like fox news msnbc cnn they're all doing the same thing all of them yes they're they know they know that the more salacious and the more drastic that their coverage is the more eyeballs they're going to get and it's like a race it's a race to the bottom i guess you Mm -hmm. could call it it's it's completely irresponsible. I believe strongly in the First Amendment, and I don't. And I think they should have the right to do this, but it's it's morally reprehensible. I mean, that you know.
0: But they're abusing and, it, Russ. Out of anyone, they're abusing it. They're taking the free. Uh, we have freedom of press, but they're abusing it. They're using it to. They're they're injecting their narrative into things now and saying we want you to believe this, and that's not what freedom of press was meant to be. And no one's policing them no one can stop them they're free to do whatever the fuck they want that that how long is that going to happen i mean something's got to be done at some point i mean i don't know how long that can go on why are they allowed to even do that
4: well they're not well they're not breaking any laws
0: i
5: understand you know? that they're I, just,
4: I, what they're doing is what they're doing is morally reprehensible i mean you would it would what would need to happen for there to be a change would be um the American people would need to change the media that they're consuming. And that's not happening. It's the exact opposite. People are glued to their televisions, you know, eight, especially now that so many people can't work.
5: Yeah. Uh,
4: what do you think they're doing? They're watching the television to figure out when they can get back to work. They're watching the television to figure, to figure out what's going to happen when I can't pay my bills that they're, they're afraid and rightly so. The the psychological effect of this is devastating. Yeah. The economic impact is uh, uh, all right. I'm not an economist, but I know that when you, when a market loses thirty percent of of its value in a matter of a couple of weeks, it's bad. This is not something that can be. Uh, and listen, I love Trump. Everyone knows how much I love him. But this V-shaped recovery thing, I don't think it's that simple. I yeah. I, I think that it's going to be a lot harder and a lot rougher. And it's just, it's just, it's absolutely, I've never been so, I'm so mad about this. I'm so, so, so mad about this because everything was great. Now, I understand half the country is really upset that we have this one president. Okay, if that's the worst problem you have, we're doing pretty good. Yeah. I mean, we were doing great, just great. And then this thing hits, and in two weeks, we're into a future that we have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. Forget about the, the, the virus for a moment, but how are we going to recover from this? Um, I hope Trump's right. I hope we get that hockey stick recovery. I'm not so sure about that. Yeah, no, um, I'm not either. And I, I, and I, and I think that the government does have a responsibility. Generally, I would be against you know, doing payouts to people uh, or to industries. But in this case, the devastation just happened so fast. I think they have to, and I think it's, I think it's the right thing to do. The problem is, um, or potentially what the problem is, is we've seen these things happen before. Things go real bad. Obviously the great, the great Depression would be a great example. Things were really, really bad. The government came out with these policies that were intended to help temporarily, but we still have all those policies today. Yeah. It's so it's very easy to pass a law or to institute a regulation or a policy. That's easy. It's hard to take them off the books. It's real hard to take them off the books. Right. And I'm worried about that, too, that whatever happens, whatever the good intentions and however necessary they may be. And I do think a lot of these uh, safeguards for the American people are, are necessary. I'm worried about them staying forever.
0: Right. 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 you know, Greg mentioned something the other day, Greg Connolly is absolutely right. He said, You wanna know what scares me the most about all this? He says all the unfair, unjust laws and regulations that are gonna be made while nobody's paying attention.
4: And he's oh, right. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean even if you even if you look at some of those spending bills, like if if you actually read those, the 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 bills that are, you know, meant to help coronavirus, yeah, there's tons of shit in there. That have nothing to do with coronavirus. They th- mm-hmm. Because, you know, Trump Trump was like, all right, we're going to spend $2.5 billion. And then Schumer's like, no, we need $8.5 billion. And then Trump was just like, okay. Now, I don't think they expected that. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they're like, uh, how are we going to spend enough to get up to $8.5 billion? Well, naturally, after you run out of ideas on how to help with the virus, you just start throwing other random stuff in there that they want. And, of course, I, I don't know if he has signed it yet. Uh, again, I'm limiting my exposure to the news, but yeah. it will be signed if he hasn't signed it already. And it's it's just pork. It's tons of pork yeah. in there. It happens every time, but it happened real bad this time, and it's 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 going to continue. Um, the president doesn't. Um, I, I don't know that he's vetoed anything yet. Now that I think about it, he doesn't like to do that, and in 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 this kind of a situation, he is very likely to sign anything that passes his desk on this, no matter how bad it is. Yeah. Um, or how good it is. Um, yeah. It, but he also wants to just... keep
0: he also wants to keep the American public people happy. He knows an election's coming up. He knows that it, it his his reelection is 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 riding on this. He knows he has to fucking get everybody together and pull people through and, and have the American people say, Hey, even if you like it or hate him, he got us through this. Or else, you know, he's he's I don't know if he's fucked. I think he has a chance of I think he has a very good chance of beating Joe Biden. I really do. The only thing that scares me about um, him running against Joe Biden, and it hasn't happened yet. My worry is that Obama is and he hasn't done it yet, which is weird. He hasn't endorsed Biden yet. But my fear is Obama going to not only endorse Biden, but campaign very, very hard for him. And the problem is, is people like how'd Obama, that work out.
4: How 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 that, how'd that work out for Hillary?
0: Uh, oh, well, yeah, it didn't really work out. But the, but but I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's true. Listen, I, I'm, I'm hoping that's the only way I can see Biden actually listen, winning because people love Obama.
4: Listen, H- Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton, for all her faults, is a much more capable statesperson than Joe Biden. I mean, she is smarter than him. Yeah. She is not in serious at least, certainly, I haven't heard much from her lately, uh, but in 2016, she was not in steep cognitive decline. It, I mean, on, on every possible metric, she is a, she was a better candidate. Now, she's extremely, with the exception of likability, Joe Biden mm-hmm. is generally likable. At least most people feel that way. Uh, and Hillary Clinton was not. But in terms of, like, if, if you put a gun to my head, and said, "Okay, there's two people running for president right now, Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden. You have to vote for one or, you know, I shoot you in the head." Yeah. I'm going to vote for Hillary.
5: Yeah.
4: Absolutely. It's not even close. I mean, she's terrible, but it, it I mean, at least at least there's a good chance that she's going to be able to make it through the first term without without, you know, completely having a bl- listen, the guy's already had brain surgery twice. Yeah. Joe Biden has had brain surgery twice so far. On Joe, if Joe Biden were to win on his first day in office, he will be older than Ronald Reagan was on Ronald Reagan's last day in office.
5: Yeah.
4: It is completely insane to, to, to put someone in with that kind of medical history and that advanced age, and you can see the effect. It's not even like, well, something could happen. Something's happening every day. Yeah. He, he doesn't know where he is. Like, like it's, it's ridiculous. But we're in a situation where, you know, 40 percent of the country is like anyone but Trump. And.
0: I I, I don't think. Are I, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I, I, I don't I, believe uh, I know it's anybody but Trump, but even you're right. Joe, I mean, Joe's suffering. I don't know if he's suffering dementia or I don't know what he has. Um, something is obviously going on. But. Uh, I don't know. I'm just worried towards about your it. point. My, my point is, is if Obama your, Ob- if o- it's not,
4: it's not, it's not a, it's not a big factor. It really is. You don't think it's factor. a big factor Keep in mind when, no, because it's because the year is 2020, not 2016 in 2016. Obama was still president, was able to fly around on air force one and campaign for Hillary. Uh, was, he was in people's minds. He's the president every day. Yeah, He's basically taken just about a four-year, more or less. I mean, he pops up every now and then. He's taken a four-year vacation from being in the public eye. His influence is a fraction of what it used to be. I'm worried about some things that could make Trump lose. Obama is not one of them.
0: Okay. Well, I I, listen, I, I really hope not. And, you know, I don't know how women... My the Last week, or I think it was two weeks ago, there was a video that came out of Joe Biden sniffing a baby, I don't know if you saw it or not. And Jay-
4: uh, I haven't, I haven't seen that one, but I've seen, I've seen a dozen others.
0: Yeah, no, this one was a couple weeks ago. He we did it a couple weeks ago. You got to see it; it's unbelievable. And and I and I showed it to Jamie. I showed it to my wife, and she looked at it and she looked at me and she went, "Oh my god!" And I'm like, "Right?" And she goes, "And she's absolutely right." She goes, "The most disturbing thing about the video is when." He leans down to smell the baby and you look at his face. He like closes his eyes and takes his big deep breath. It just looks like it's sexual yeah. to him. It's so disgusting and so,
4: disturbing. So, so here's here's what concerns me even more than his, you know, 20-year history of smelling and and fondling children yeah. on camera. Yeah, <laughs> when, on camera. When he knew the camera was rolling. <laughs> so that so so wait. So 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 that's not good, but what really concerns me about that is the fact that, you know, with 100 percent certainty that his staff has told him over and over and over again. Yeah. Joe, don't touch anyone. Yeah. <laughs> don't smell anyone. Yep. <laughs> don't kiss anyone. Just, you know, and before, you know, obviously pre-virus, just shake their hand. Yep. And that's that's that. You know, they have told him that,
0: and he can't stop hundred
4: times by yeah. now, if not more. And he and he and he can't stop. That's what's concerning. Yeah, is that he has been told, he has been given very good advice. Don't do that anymore. Don't touch anyone. Don't smell anyone. Don't kiss anyone. Don't come up behind anyone. Just smile and shake their hand. And he can't stop doing it. That's what's concerning.
0: Yeah, it is very concerning. Very, very concerning. And I don't know how people don't see that. You know, I I, did, I was I was sitting with my niece. My niece is going to be 18 years. Uh, I think she turns 18 next week. She's 17 years old. And, you know, I, I'm like, so who are you, you know, rooting for? She's like, oh, Biden all the way. And uh, and I said, well, have you seen the, the videos of him and the children and stuff? She goes, yeah, I don't care, though. I don't see anything there. I go, you don't see anything there. She's like, no, and, you know, that Donald Trump's got to go. You're right. They don't care. They just want Donald Trump gone. You know, it doesn't matter. Oh, the kid could be, uh, uh, he's weird towards kids. Who cares? He has dementia. Who cares? Anything is better than Donald Trump. That, that I mean, that's insane to me, but that's their fucking attitude. With this, I don't know how Joe Biden even got it. Joe Biden, a month or two ago, was almost out of it, and somehow he fucking came out of nowhere. I don't even know how the fuck that happened. Um, like,
4: well, the, DN- the DNC decided that, um, they made, the, they, I got to say, I am impressed with what they were able to accomplish because that's never been done before. They saw that with their, the rules as they were with proportional, um, proportional awarding of, of the delegates, which was not the case in, in most states in 2016, they saw that if All of the candidates that were in at the the time, just, you know, just before Super Tuesday, they were all getting some delegates, you know, they were all uh, they were all racking up some delegates. And just the way that the math worked out was that if all of them, if, you know, Klobuchar, Buttigieg, Biden, and uh, I'm I'm probably forgetting someone, uh, Yang kind of uh, Warren, anyway, if they all stay in. Yep. Warren, but I don't count her because she wasn't perceived as a moderate. If all the moderates stay in, yeah. they're all going to be getting some delegates. And either one of two things is going to happen. Bernie is going to win. He's going to get over 1991, 1,991 uh, delegates. Or there'll be a brokered convention, which would be a disaster, a disaster. There hasn't been a broker convention since the 50s. And they're not good. Yeah. They, they are messy. Um, so they wanted to avoid that. At all costs, and Tom Perez somehow figured out a way. To, I don't know what he promised them. I don't know how he was able to get them all to do it, but he got them all to drop out. And and the reason I think they chose Biden was because he was, it, it, or at least it appeared he had he had a demographic base, two demographic bases that that stuck with him, uh, big unions and African Americans uh, have stuck with Joe, now to Joe Biden's credit. He has done more than just paid lip service to those two voting blocks. He has made sure over the past few decades that when they ask for something, he goes out and he gets it. So he has done his, now whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing, I'm not, you know, that's not the, that's not a question. He's done his job for those two very significant voting blocks and they stuck with him. None of the other candidates could really claim that. I mean, yeah i guess warren or klobuchar could have claimed that you know we'll do really well with with the woman vote i guess they could have claimed that but i'm not sure that the data really supported that the the data on important demographic groups big unions african americans they stuck by joe biden he had that and no one else could really claim that they had something like that and he was in second place and that's kind of all it took i don't think that tom perez or anyone at the DNC wanted to run with Joe Biden. As, as a matter of fact, when, I mean, this is, this is not a confirmed thing, but, you know, when, when Biden, you know, said that he was going to run, I, it's, it's been reported, and Obama hasn't denied this, it's reported that Obama's reaction is, Joe, you, you really don't need to do this. Let's also not forget, Joe Biden very much wanted to run In 2016 right and if you look at some of those WikiLeaks emails when he had a campaign staffer uh, might have even been his chief you know the guy who's gonna be you know his his go-to guy when he ran there are some WikiLeaks emails of that guy corresponding with Tom Perez and other people at the DNC basically saying okay it's done you know he's gonna he's not gonna do it like he was pushed out
5: yeah
4: he was pushed out in 2016 uh and i'm sure he didn't like that i understand that there's there is a the guy has had a rough time um and a lot of fam a lot of losses in his family and that was the that was the story and that might be true but those emails boy they they really suggest that he was pushed out in in 2016 and they just said no we're we're going with hillary here um i don't know maybe joe would have won in 2016 who knows
0: I don't know. All I know is I, I'm I'm pretty confident. His,
4: his cognitive, his cognitive uh, decline was uh, not not as bad in 2016. He'd still say weird stuff, but I mean, he wouldn't forget where he was. And yeah, yeah,
0: I know. It's, like it's it's not as bad as it is now. It's, and it's, and the
4: violent, the the violent, the violent um, eruptions are also very concerning. I mean, like that one with the. Uh, I'm sure uh, just about everyone's seen the one of the. There was a steel worker, or maybe he was an auto worker, a union guy. Yeah, he was you talking know, about guns. About yeah. second, uh, and the first, the first words out of Biden's mouth is "You're full of shit." Now, yep. listen, did it matter? No. I mean, Joe Biden won every county in Michigan, 100% of them, so it didn't really matter. Um, but let's but not, hey, let's not forget
0: the full of shit. Before he said the guy was full of shit, one of his staffers, you know, said Joe, and he turned around and he looked her. Head, he said, "Shut up." No. Then he turned around and he yelled No no at the no. Guy. That's
4: that's 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 not accurate. It was after it was after he said it. Oh, it was after so, he said it? Okay. That's, that's right, that's right. He
0: said it and then the staffer came it, and he told her you shut up.
4: That's he, crazy. He said shush, shush.
0: Whatever. He 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 scolded her, he yelled at her, he snapped at her. She was actually trying to save him from what he was doing.
4: Yeah. Well, I mean, well that that that's that's actually not bad i don't i don't care if he's yelling at his own staff that's fine (laughs) yelling at yelling yelling at uh you know a member of his base big union yeah not a good idea really bad idea again it didn't hurt him that much in in the end but you know these things will continue to happen now you know if before this virus thing if you had asked me what was going to happen with the election because I love making political proje- projections. And I'm pretty good at it. Yep. I mean, I would have said, you know, Trump is going to skate into a second term. It's going to be a landslide. It's going yeah. to be, it's going to be like, uh, 1980, 1984 again, yeah, yep. but, uh, the election of 1984, it's going to be the, it's going to be the, it's going to be great. You can have huge, huge increases in the house, the Senate, and he's going to take it easily after this. I can't say that. Because it depends on how this shakes out. I don't know what's going to, like if this, if, if things get really bad and it's still really bad in September and October, Donald Trump has a very big problem.
0: But the, but the only this, the only problem um, he's having now, Russ, if this, this, if but, this, but this, hang on, this is the problem he's having yeah. now. The problem he's having now is when he's doing these daily press conferences, he's not sounding confident. He has got to start sounding confident and say, this is what's going on. That's what's going on. He's going off script. He's terrible going off script because you shouldn't be going off script. He, he's not good at it. He seems very uh, worried and concerned and kind of confused. And that is not building confidence. He is, someone's got to step him aside and say, step the fuck up and start being confident during these daily uh, news conferences. We need that. He's not doing that. That's what's scaring me.
4: so uh, I don't think you need to be too scared about that, because keep in mind, this um, this virus is going to play out, you know, kind of like a, a three. It's, it's kind of like a, a normal war. It's kind of like a conventional war, I should say, yeah. where basically usually the way that works is somebody, you know, one country attacks another country. That country has to at first go into a defensive position to, you know, regroup, structure themselves, and then, you know, prepare for battle. So the losses are heavy in the beginning, Uh, you're retreating, Uh, it's not good. Once you have your weapons in order, once you have, you know, your generals all on the same page, then you can engage in, 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 a conflict where you're not just being attacked and retreating, where you can go on the offense, as well. And then, you know, eventually somebody wins,
5: Yeah.
4: in the first stage, we didn't have any weapons. We didn't have any tools for whatever reason. We, don't, we didn't have the masks, the respirators, tests, all that all that stuff. We didn't have any of that. So all that Trump could really say was bad news. He is not good at delivering bad news. Donald no. Trump is the best cheerleader for America ever. You know, Reagan was pretty good too. But uh, and Bill Clinton was actually pretty good too. Yeah, as a cheerleader for America, as a cheerleader for the economy, it doesn't get much better than Donald Trump. Delivering bad news is nothing. It's he has an uh, an impressive skill stack over you know over the last forty years. He went into real estate, was successful at that. Went into reality television, he was successful at that. Books, licensing, this, that, the other, and one. The president on his first shot. If you are not seeing that he has a skill, a skill set, and a talent stack, you're not paying attention. In all of those things, in all of his ventures across all of those years, he has never had to deliver bad news. I understand you're fired on The Apprentice. Okay, that's entertainment. It's a little different. It's not exactly bad news. It's good news yeah. <laughs> because you know at the end of the day, whatever, and it's also not important. He has never really had to be in a position where you had to deliver bad news. Like, yeah, when your casino goes belly up, you just kind of lay low. You can't lay low when you're the president in the middle of a pandemic. So he is terrible at delivering bad news. And he did a very bad job. His communication uh, early on was just terrible, just awful. However, we're getting to the point right now, and it's getting closer and closer, Where we are about to turn that corner, where we are going to be approaching the elbow of the hockey stick. If there is going to be something like that, at least we're going to have weapons to fight this. Uh, I can't tell you what they are. I, I don't have the expertise. But what I do know is that the entire world is working on this problem simultaneously. The smartest people in the world are all pulling together cooling their resources, pulling their brain power. I don't know how long it's gonna take, but I can tell you that once we have this this collective energy basically melding into a mega brain of all of the best and brightest in the world doing everything they can. And you know everything's on hold. Everything's on hold except this. So it's it's not like, well, I gotta concentrate on it. No. Everyone is focused on this. Everyone who matters is focused on this. And for the first time, there's really no distinction between the government and the private sector at this point, which has never happened before. If you have tools and and talent and you can help, you're effectively in the government at this point. There is no friction. There is no friction between a good idea getting from just, you know, from somebody into the person who needs to hear it in the government. There is no friction. Yeah. That has never happened before. I think you are going to see some things in the next couple of weeks that are just going, are, are going to be shocking, uh, shockingly good. Now, I still can't tell you how long it's gonna take, but what I can tell you is that this virus doesn't have a chance. It doesn't have a chance in, in, in the long run. Uh, and hopefully it's not a long run, but it doesn't have a chance. Because when you have the entire world and all of the brain power and all of the technology and all of the resources focused on this one thing, we're going to win.
0: Right. Uh, you live in New York City. Are you afraid to leave your apartment?
4: I do not live in New York City. I'm not going to say where I live. But what? I no longer live in New York City. Yeah.
0: Really? Oh, my I didn't
4: know mm-hmm. that. Wow! Not many people. Not many. Not many people do. But oh. I guess now a bunch do. How long is that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, has, no, I. Is that
0: been a while? I mean, you've. I didn't... Um.
4: Um. Kevin, when when I when I I, I left New York. For, okay, so I'll give a little bit more information that than I really want to give, only because it's you. Um. So. Living, I, li- I was born in the city and I've lived there concurrently for the past about 20 years. I yeah. think it was 19 years. Uh, absolutely wonderful. I developed some very bad habits while in New York. Um, the biggest problem was um, alcoholism. I was a full, I am, I mean... I've never, I haven't been to a meeting or anything like that, but from my understanding is, you know, when you're an alcoholic, you're an alcoholic for life, right? Yeah. So, um, alcohol was, you know, it, it wasn't it, the, 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 the hard thing about alcohol for me was that it wasn't really affecting me professionally or even socially, uh, socially just the opposite. Like I was doing fine in. I, I I was able I drank every day, every day heavily for the better part of 20 years. It would be very, very rare for me to not drink for a day. I mean, heavy drinking every day, 20 years. Guess what? Hap- guess what happens? I mean, most people, their life falls apart. That that part didn't happen to me I, that, that I didn't have problems with. For the yeah. most part, what I had problems with was I, I had health issues um, pretty, pretty bad ones. Um, so I tried to quit drinking while I was in New York or even I actually, that's not true. I never tried to quit. I tried to just cut back. Yeah. You know, I found it to be impossible. Um, just my entire social life, my, well, that was it really my entire social life revolved around drinking. And I, found it impossible to go about my life the way that I had become accustomed to for, you know, 20 years while without heavily drinking or without or I wasn't able to cut back at all. So I made a decision to leave the city really just for health purposes. I knew that there was no way I could ever get my health back while still there. And I left and I quit drinking. I no longer drink alcohol at all. Now, to be totally honest, I'm not sober. I do still smoke weed. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that does not affect my health in any meaningful way. Like right. I, and most of what I do is eat edibles. I don't, I don't even smoke a lot of weed. I mostly just pop a, pop a candy, and then I just float for a little while. Yeah. But, and that that's fine. But I no longer drink alcohol. And that would have been totally impossible while still living in new york and and actually what happened when i quit drinking was my health returned very quickly right. and i also lost a ton of weight
0: oh really oh that's good
4: Great. Um, yeah i think since i since i quit drinking i think i dropped 30 pounds but you know what's no even... actually no, no 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 that's not true i dropped 50 pounds
0: oh wow you know, you you. It's very yeah. interesting what you say because I discussed this on my last podcast, and I'm gonna have. I don't know if you know who Scott Storch is, but Scott Storch is a music producer. He produced some of the biggest stars in in the '90s: Puff Daddy, uh, Beyonce, Jay Z. He was the he was the shit. He produced all the big famous rap songs you heard in the '90s were mostly done by him. Um, he got real quick. He got hooked on cocaine. Uh, he went through eighty million dollars lost everything. I mean, cocaine and part. just he lost it all. So um, a girl that he met in Miami took him to California. She said, I'm going to get you straight. I'm going to get you clean. And I'm going to get you back on your feet. And I know you can do it because you're very talented and blah, blah, blah. So long story short, she gets him there. What he did was he used marijuana to stay away from Coke, to stay away from all the other stuff he was doing. It worked he is now one of the hottest music producers again he's working with all the biggest famous rappers and he's actually starting a rehab and the whole basis of the rehab is you know to, to get clean and sober but they utilize marijuana to do it now it's causing a lot of controversy because you have a lot of people who have been sober for years you know that go to aa every day and they've and they don't do anything and they think this is bullshit they're like, that's bullshit. If you're on weed, then you're not sober. Then, you, you know, you're, you're, you're on drugs and uh, that's not being sober and that's not right. But then you have a lot of people. For example, you have people who maybe were alcoholics or, or, or heroin addicts or they and they're using marijuana and it's keeping them off these other horrible things they were on. And that's his point. Like he used it to stay off all the other stuff and it works for him. I'm a medical marijuana patient. I've been using it for three years now. His point is, is you can be considered sober and use marijuana to do so. But a lot of these ex-alcoholics are like, that's bullshit. If you use weed, you're not sober. It's mind-altering. That's, and they don't like this at all. So it's a, it's an interesting, you know, debate going on with it. And I want to have him on and talk to him because, I listen, I agree with him. I think that's absolutely right. I mean, listen, if you're smoking some weed and it's keeping you from drinking and destroying your body – Good for fucking you. That's fantastic. I don't see why that should be looked down on, and and it's but it, it, it's a very interesting topic to me, and uh, I want to have on uh, discuss it. So so that's good though. So I mean, and look at you. You're not drinking anymore, so you're having some weed. So what? That's fantastic. What are they? What are you supposed? to? I mean, you know that there's nothing wrong with that. I you know because you are kind of like well I don't know from you are sober. You had an issue and now you're sober. Good for you. And 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 weeds, uh, it's a medicine. It's not what you know people made it back in the fucking forties and fifties. It's a medicine, and it works. So good for you. You're sober, Russ. <laughs> don't don't think any otherwise. You've uh, okay. I you've, mean, I,
4: it's 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 a word. Uh, the, the, the the important thing, you know, my my health is good. Yes. And uh, yeah. So now that said. Am I glad that I'm not in the city right now? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean I feel I I I still talk to all my friends and they're afraid. You know, they're afraid. And I don't I don't blame them. Um
0: Don't you miss it uh, at all? I mean don't you I mean I listen, I go to New York City sometimes. I no, you don't miss it uh, at all.
4: No, when no, when when I miss it I'll just move back in. It's just it's well, actually, I'd have to really think about that. Yeah. I'd have to think about moving back and nothing to do with the virus or anything, but right. that, that, that will pass eventually. It's cause I don't know if I can not drink yeah. when I'm in the city. In fact, I'm pretty sure I can't. So, um, so I don't know about that, but no, do I miss it? No. I mean, I've, it's, it's allowed me to concentrate more on work. So as much as, you know, things were okay professionally before they were good. Um, now they're great. I, you know, really immerse myself in work. And one thing I want to mention before I go, I should probably go soon so yes. that you can get back to your show. I picked up a new hobby in uh, January. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's not exactly true. I, I had kind of picked it up a couple of years before, but then just put it down for a while. And I think it's a good idea for people to look into this, because especially since there may be a situation where – People are going to be in their house a lot more than they'd like to be. And certainly their kids. This is really good for kids too, mm-hmm. who are going to be in their house a lot more and getting antsy and stuff. So I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Like I think everyone is is aware that there are drones, which are things you can buy and fly around. Right. Uh, I'm not talking about drones generically. I'm talking specifically about um, at least to start one, type of a drone. And if anyone listening now wants to look more into this, write this down. First, write down the letters FPV for first person view, Mm -hmm. Uh, FPV. And then after that, tiny whoop, T I N Y, like something really small, and then whoop w h o o p, like, uh, whoop, whoop. Um, So these are really small, little drones that you can fly around and you use what looked like virtual reality goggles to pilot them around. Um, so I got into that a couple of years ago and then I, I put it down for a while and then got back into it. So that I can just, enthuse, just I couldn't recommend it high enough because the tiny whoops are tiny, very, very lightweight. They like weigh less than an ounce. Yeah. Um, so you can literally fly one of these into your face at full speed and it doesn't, it's not going to hurt you um they just don't weigh anything they're very nimble they're very fun to fly it wakes up your brain it gives you adrenaline um if you've got a kid who's going stir crazy inside uh you know because he's got to be inside all the time or she's got to be inside all the time look up you know getting a tiny whoop kit there's this company called emacs they have them on amazon a, they I have them on amazon
0: i'm looking at them on amazon they're all over the place look at these little things that's cool so they come with like
4: yeah they're t- they're, they're yeah. So like, the, so like, for example, like if you were, if you were interested in like getting something for a kid, yeah. there's a kit made by a company called Emacs called, uh, the easy pilot. And that is a perfect starter kit. you you would need more batteries, but other than that, the starter kit is very good and very inexpensive. It's, you know, hundred, 120 bucks, somewhere in there, depending on, uh, where you buy it from. Uh, so relatively inexpensive, uh, they are so much fun to fly. Now, So I was doing those for a while, and then I decided, well, I want to fly outside more. And I ended up upgrading to something uh, bigger, like what's called a freestyle kit. I don't recommend starting with that. And I don't regret it at all, especially now, um, because, you know, I don't want to sit inside all the time. And, yeah, flying a tiny whoop inside is a lot of fun, but I want to go outside. So, honestly, this is just – Again, I picked this up in January before any of this nonsense. But I somehow picked the most antisocial hobby ever. At least when you're doing it, you know, <laughs> yeah. outside. Because I go, you know, I, I go. I drive somewhere most of the time, especially these days. I just drive to a graveyard. Yeah. Because there's no people there. Yep. So, well, there's a lot of people there, but they're they're all, they're all dead already. And I go into a graveyard. I fly my thing around and again, this is the tiny whoops are one category. I recommend those enthusiastically for anyone, especially for kids. Um, but this, you know, once you get into the bigger drones, it becomes a very frustrating and very expensive hobby. Right. I don't regret it at all. But the learning curve is ridiculously steep. However, with the tiny whoops, it isn't. It's easy to start to get going to fly them. It's fun. It wakes up your brain. Uh, I think it's good for your brain Uh, and it definitely gives you an adrenaline kit. They are so much fun. They're very safe and getting started in something like that is inexpensive. I'm just going to tell you there will come a time because what you end up doing when you get into this hobby is you start watching YouTube videos and then you start watching these guys like Mr. Steele doing ridiculous, just ridiculous flying. Mm -hmm. And you're like, Oh man, I got to get into that. I got to, I got to get a, a bigger drone that I can fly outside and I can do freestyle. And I would say for that, I love it. But if I knew what was involved, I would have never done it. Now, now that I'm kind of past the beginning, you know, learning curve of this, I'm happy about it. But man, when I first got into this, I'm like, Oh my God, what the hell did I get myself into? I was having so much fun with these little things, zipping them around, zipping around and torturing my cats with it. And then, you know, it's a, so I'm just saying, Get a tiny whoop kit, absolutely.
0: Well, they, ha- they have a, they have an they have an emax they have an emax tiny hawk. Quick question, because it says emax tiny hawk indoor. Can you still use it outdoor? Because I mean, is that all right? Because it says tiny hawk indoor so, fpv racing drone.
4: Okay, so there's 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 two different kits that emax makes. They're both excellent. Yeah. The first is called the easy pilot. The first is called an easy pilot, which is a very small drone. Still, tons of fun to fly. Yeah. Um, so that's that's their entry entry level, which I can enthusiastically enthusiastically recommend for anyone with kids for sure. The Tiny Hawk is a step up. It's excellent. I just got one for a friend of mine, and uh, and he's learning how to fly now. The tiny the the Tiny Hawk is great. Um, that I would recommend for you know teenagers and up. I wouldn't necessarily recommend that. For a ten year old or right. a twelve year old. For a fifteen year old, yeah, probably. It's 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 harder to fly. There is a steeper learning curve. It's not impossible, but it's it's more challenging. To answer your question, can you fly it outside? Yes, if there is no wind. Okay. If you want to fly they do make other products, like they make a tiny hawk two. Yeah. That I've can fly that. outside. Yeah. They make a, a, a tiny hawk freestyle, that can that really shouldn't be flown inside at all. And that's for outside. So it's a really good company because they have this upgrade path from whatever you start with, all of their other stuff is compatible. That's like the worst thing about that whole industry is that a lot of places they would make a kit and then kind of, you kind of didn't have anywhere to where to go with it, but they have made a, a, a path where you can start with one thing and you can upgrade and you can go in different directions with the upgrade. It's a really Really, really good. Um, I enth- listen. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, here, I'm gonna make you a promise.
5: Okay.
4: I'm going to visit you.
5: I'm okay. going to visit
4: you sometime soon, and I'm going to bring some stuff, and you're going to try it, and I'm going to get you hooked.
0: I'll try it. I, I listen. Years ago, I used to get RC cars. And I know exactly what you're talking about. I started small. I got to the point where I was spending thousands of dollars on them. I was it was insane. And what was so stupid about it was is we'd get these we'd spend all this money on these like gas-powered race trucks. We'd take them out into like a a field or you know out in the middle of somewhere, you know, where there's dirt piles and shit. We'd break these fucking things and then we'd go spend all this money to fix it. And it was a constant, break it, fix it, break it, fix it. <laughs> I mean, I'm like an idiot. I was spending, I got all caught up in it, and I just had to get out of it because I got so caught up in it. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I got to stop. It was, it, it was bad. Um, I see that kind of with this, this drone thing. I mean, I, I, I'm not really interested in drones, but that little tiny thing is really cool. I think that's awesome. I'd fly that around my house. I'd fucking fly that around, you know, that's, and something easy. I don't really care to want to learn how to fly a drone. I want something simple. I, you know, I, I don't, I, and I know they're hard. Um, I have friends who have them, but uh, that thing's mm-hmm. cool. That little thing is really neat. That little tiny hawk too. That that's, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that that's very interesting. I'd I'd actually like to uh, actually like to try that. That would be. Uh, and that, there's
4: no better. There's no better time than now because when you're going to yeah. be stuck inside or whatever, it is tons of fun. Right. Tons of fun.
0: That sounds good. Russ, I'm going to talk to you soon. I want to thank you for coming on. The audience is going to love it because they're going to, oh, my God, I heard Russ. Uh, they're going to be so happy. Um, so I really do thank you for coming on, and uh, I will talk to you soon, and I'm glad you're doing okay, and everybody's glad you're doing okay. And, uh, yeah, it was good to hear from you.
4: Thanks for the invite, and better than ever, and we will, we will get past this.
0: We yes, will. sir, we will. All right, Russ, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Cheers. All right. Bye, Bye, All right. Excellent. Excellent. See how much fun that was. All right. It's been almost two hours, so I got to wrap this up. Thank you for listening. I'll be doing another show soon. I don't know when I'm going to be doing another show. Like I said, it could be a day, could be a week, could be a month. Who knows? But I will be doing it. There's all kinds of stuff to talk about, so I'm definitely going to be doing another show, probably sooner than later. So that's it. I'm going to wrap this up. I am done. Thank you for listening. I will talk to you guys again soon.